The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Promising you each and every week that nobody is interfering with our attempts to try to get into the top 10 of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network standings. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, And uh, yeah, we, we talked a lot about it in the recap show as far as what ridiculousness went on at the Roval, uh, we did create a safe space for Cody, so uh, hopefully you you were okay with that and you slept well last night. But uh, Cody, the chaos has not stopped, and and we have getting all kinds of crazy stuff coming out of this Roval, yeah. Boy, it uh, it just doesn't slow down, does it? Where where do you start from here? I mean, I know I said that we were gonna put that in the rearview mirror and look forward, but I guess not so much. Uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> I had quite the rant yesterday. If you uh, Went to hear my unfiltered thoughts about uh, the crap that went on on Sunday. Definitely go back and check out the uh, beginning of the recap episode because you'll get it there. But uh, more news came out today from that whole thing. Uh, NASCAR bringing the hammer down on the 41 team of Cole Custer. Uh, 50 owner points, 50 driver points. Custer is fined $100,000. His crew chief, Mike Shiplett, is fined $100,000 in indefinite suspension. Not a four-race suspension, indefinite. So uh, I guess if you missed it, we kind of touched on this last episode as well because we knew that they were going to be looking into it. So if you missed it on the last lap of the race, the 41, it appeared maybe slowed down, allowed the 14, his teammate, to gain some positions around him. uh, And that ultimately got the 14 into the next round of the playoffs and that's a big no-no for nascar we've been through this before back in the days of michael waltrip racing they just said over the radio hey you need to do x y and z and uh when they did that jeff gordon missed out on the playoffs nascar ultimately awarded an extra spot in the playoffs and allowed gordon to compete that year a whole disaster um but they're not doing that this year. They they already had said this won't affect the playoffs. Um, and so it appears that <laughs> Shiplet came over the radio and said, you have a flat tire. And they NASCAR feels like that was the key words. You know, obviously probably a code phrase. I, I mean, 
at this point, why would you not have a code phrase, right? Uh, going into the race. Oh, hey, if I tell you you have a flat tire, it means you need to let the 14 buy you, right? That sounds pretty simple. Uh, but NASCAR says that Shiplet uh, would have no idea or would not have been able to tell that he would have had a flat tire at that point in time on the track. I don't know. I don't think NASCAR has a, a case to stand on here. I, I don't understand. But apparently that, uh, along with the, the data that, that shows that, you know, Custer lifted immediately, which if you told a flat tire, you have a flat tire, why wouldn't you? I don't know. Uh, and then, I mean, there's been some comparisons. You look back to last year, Ross Chastain kind of held up uh, Kyle Busch, allowed his teammate Kurt Busch at the time to get a victory. Uh, Chase Elliott last year, uh, I believe it was at the Bristol race maybe, or maybe it was the Roval last year, sometime in the playoffs, said Elliott actually said something over the radio. Why is I need help from Larson or something? NASCAR says those are different things. Those are not drivers being told to do something. That was a driver taking it into his own hands and a driver, uh, you know, asking for it, not necessarily being told. But they do not want the teams telling the drivers what to do in order to affect the playoffs. They cited a rule that says competitors must give 100% at all times, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Stuart Haas has already said they're going to appeal it. So, you know, we'll just decide on that in eight weeks because we can't hear appeals in a timely manner. Uh I still have not seen a video uh, or audio of this uh, kind of similar to the cardboard uh, cardboard gate. I've not seen any videos of that. So, you know, interesting, I guess. I'm glad they're not letting it affect the playoffs at this point. I think you can't, you know, $100,000 uh, is a big fine. Granted, dropping the bucket to these guys, for the most part, we've talked about that in the past. The 50 owner points are huge. The 50 driver points really don't mean anything. Um, Custer's not in the playoffs anyways, but yeah, bringing, bringing down the, bringing down the hammer <laughs> again, NASCAR has been swinging wildly with the penalties here lately. You know, there's like you said about, about cardboard game, there are cameras everywhere on the, there's cameras in the cars, there's cameras in the helmets, there's cameras in their shoes. Like there's got to be some sort of, there's an onboard camera in every single car now, like you show, just show us the cardboard. What are we doing? Come well, on. and not, but <laughs> cardboard. Yes, cardboard. But the Sorry, I don't want to get all, I don't want to get started on that again. But. Of the flat tire, I mean, these crew chiefs. Yeah, they and the spotters. Sure, they can't see some things, but you're right. There's cameras all over the place. So you know, what's to say they didn't think a tire was going down? Obviously, I don't think it was, and I'm not sure that that was. You know, again, I think it does smell kind of fishy. But I mean, that's a genius way to do it, though. Like you can't come on the radio like the Michael Waltrip team did back in the day and say, Hey, you know, you got to give up two spots so this guy can get in. Like you just say, Hey, you got a flat tire. Uh, that's hey, nice. That's a perfect code word. It's not like he came on and said like Darth Vader or something like <laughs> made it super obvious. Like, Oh, I wonder what that means. Like the Fox is in the hen house. The Fox <laughs> is in the hen house. Uh, no, but it's NASCAR, man. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? That's that's yeah. they always exactly. they're all pushing the envelope. It's not a matter of, oh my God, this guy got caught. Like, yeah, they got caught, and right. you could be next. So, you yeah, know, exactly. And this is the kind of stuff that goes on. And at the end of the day, like, what are teammates for? Like, you know, you're gonna help out your teammate if you get the opportunity. I, I don't know. You know, is that any different than 
somebody deciding to push somebody at a super speedway because it's their team at like i guess maybe a little different but i don't know i I personally don't think it's a big deal yeah i think you don't say on the radio flat out like hey you know hold up the 43 so you can get around both of you or something like that but if you've got a code word or something built in like that i'd say i'll add it but it'll be interesting to see where this appeal goes to again appeals not heard by nascar itself heard by and i don't remember if we talked about it uh when we covered it last episode uh but they did amend the rule post uh, william byron oh, appeal yeah. being overturned uh so <laughs> after nascar didn't get the result they wanted they changed the rule after the fact there so whatever you know but uh but you know yeah and again a newsy a newsy day in nascar yet again they're keeping us on our toes uh there's not been an official release here but it's been being reported that 2311 has bought out uh, Tyler Reddick's contract from Richard Childress Racing for next year. Not really a surprise. We kind of speculated at the time this would probably be the case. Richard Childress obviously said, oh, yeah, we'll have a third car for him to run, blah, blah, blah. You got to say that, right? That, that's, you know, you got to at least try to bluff uh, and throw something out there. Maybe he was working on a deal behind the scenes. Who knows? But ultimately, it appears that 2311 buys out Tyler Reddick, which means he moves to 2311 and Toyota next year. Going to be a scary good team there. That really throws Kurt Busch up in the air. Does this mean that Kurt Busch is not coming back? There's already been rumors we're going to hear an announcement on his future next week. So does he not come back? Does he run an open car? Does he run a third charter for 2311? We know they've got money with Michael Jordan, but I, I don't know. It's going to be going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out but yet another domino falling obviously not a surprise that reddick's going to 2311 as we assumed he would go there in 2024 this just bumps it up so he's going there next year in 2023 instead yeah there was no question that that was going to happen and i honestly cody i i really believe we're starting to see the writing on the wall for kurt bush and it's it's just it's uh, a sad i don't want to believe it i it's but but how can you not at this it. point right i mean like He's already it, it, to the point where it, it's it's as a driver, as a human being, like you go through something like this and maybe he's enjoying his weekends off. You know, maybe he's he's starting to figure out that there's life outside and he'll he'll figure something else out to do. And and maybe this is it. It's a scary thing. We've seen it before. I mean, Dale Earnhardt Jr. went through it and that caused him to reevaluate and probably hang it up earlier than he would have. It also, from all accounts, probably caused Carl Edwards to hang it up like one of the best talents in the series at the time all of a sudden in the offseason just said you know what I'm done and that was after all the junior stuff and it was like you know I don't think he ever officially said but all speculation was you know this concussion thing was scaring him and he didn't want to go through that and decided to call it quits at that point so it, you know, it, yeah, it's a scary thing. And NASCAR has also said they're going to be changing the rear clip on the car next year. Now, that doesn't help them for the next four races. You know, try not to back it into the wall, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, so hopefully that will help next year so we don't have these same issues. But, man, Kurt Busch, again, the last driver that raced against Dale Earnhardt Sr. Obviously, Dale Earnhardt Sr. has been gone for 21 years. So that's how long Kurt Busch has been in the sport. You don't want to see it end this way. I hope he comes back next year. Maybe even if it's just part-time, runs a few races, something. I just hope we've not seen his last time in the car be backing it into the wall 
in practice, practice. And, or qualifying, whatever it was, and that's it. Yeah. So hopefully that's not hopefully that's not the case, but obviously, uh, I think we might find out very soon what their plans are uh, with with them and going forward there. Well, again, like you said, it's not like there's not deep pockets in that 2311 team, and they're probably either going to do something for him. I mean, I don't know what numbers Jordan has left. Uh, he had 23, he had 45. Uh, I'm trying to think, what was his uh, Olympic number? It was nine or something. Oh, there you it? go. Which, uh, but you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's already kind of taken. <laughs> it's a little bit uh, taken. I was trying to think. A little bit taken. Yeah, I don't know. What number did he wear in baseball? He was 45 in baseball, too. Yeah, so. he was 45 in baseball. So, and In yeah. fact, that's why. So, Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's got an old high school number he can dig out or something. I don't know what number he was in high school. Why? Maybe the number he was he was before he got cut on the junior varsity team or whatever. Yeah, I was say the YMCA team, whatever he was on <laughs> yeah. at that point. Um, but yeah, that's definitely. I mean, not that's not going to affect anything here, baby. Though, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's uh, still some racing to be done, and we're going to do it uh, when we go to Las Vegas. Um, so yeah, let's put let's put all of that news behind us and let's start setting up some bets when we come back from the break but before we do and as we always do let's ask you are you thinking of joining win bet well now's the perfect time because new customers who bet a hundred dollars get a one hundred dollar free bet plus the win bet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100 percent deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars are you looking to join the win bet biggest winners club whoever hits the biggest parlay on win bet odds wise gets one thousand dollars in a free bet Last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000, plus they got that free $1,000 bet. WinBet is truly hashtag DGENs only. So much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms. You can just WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. We'll play through WinBet. Is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Cody, we are back to a uh, two-series weekend. It is the Xfinity Series, and it is the Cup Series. No truck series for uh, another, what, two weeks now until we get to Homestead? Is that two weeks yeah, from now? Yeah, that's next week. Is so, that next yep, week? Yep, they're back, they're back next week. God, we're they not even... They only got two races left, though. It's just Homestead, and uh, I think, gosh, they, I don't think they go to Martinsville. We're running out of races, buddy. Like, I literally, think, this season. I think I saw the there's 10 left. Ugh. Between all three series, it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. And then F1 winds down, and then we got like two months to to a little bit hibernate until. Yeah, like we talked about before, like luckily, I guess trucks are in Martinsville, so they've got three. Um, But yeah, it, man, yeah, it sucks. (laughs) It does. When we get to the end here. Well, let's just look forward to what we got going on now. I mean, we still got racing on the track, right? Yeah, we still got a few races left. A real short off season. We got plenty to talk about in the off season. I've been already thinking about all the things we could talk about. I don't even. We might have to add an extra episode for the off season to get it all in. <laughs> we'll tell the bosses coming at you four times a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys won't mind. Um, all right. Well, Cody, it is of course the Alsco Uniform 302 uh, at the Las Vegas Speedway, and uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna to kick off some Xfinity bets for you. Um, yeah, there's some good there's some good stuff going on. I, I actually I liked the Xfinity lines better than the cup lines, but I just wish there was more Xfinity bets to make. Yeah, agreed. I, I would say Xfinity's been tough lately. Now we killed it last week. We had, we had a great weekend in Xfinity, um, 
but yeah, it, it's been the tougher of all three series, in my opinion, lately to pick. But this week did, I agree with you there, it did seem easier. Um, may, there was seemed to be a few more options as far as head-to-heads and, and whatnot, too. I think that maybe helps a little. But yeah, it was, it was a little bit easier to find some stuff I like there. I did find some stuff on the cup side as well. We'll talk about it when we get into cup. Cup's going to be hard, hard this week. But but Xfinity, I think, a little more predictable. Um, and I think we got some good bets for you. Indeed. All right, Cody, kick it off for us. I'm going to start. Um, man, this this bet almost seems gross to me, and I I, <laughs> I didn't love it, but I, I I have to take it. I feel like Trevor Bain is back in the 18 car for Joe Gibbs again. Uh, his top five is at minus 140. Again, it just it doesn't seem that sexy, but when you look back at what he's done in this car, um, you throw out the two super speedway races because they're super speedway races, but he finished third at California, ninth at Charlotte, uh, second at Nashville. Those are all fairly similar tracks to this one, Charlotte being the closest one, but then also second at New Hampshire. Um, so, you know, four non-super speedway races in this 18 car for Gibbs, and three of those have been top three finishes with the ninth place at Charlotte. So he's been very good in this car. He's been consistent. We've seen this 18 car be fast every week. Davison did it last week on a road course. Uh, and it just, uh, Trevor Bain is a guy I really like this week, despite my personal dislike for him as a driver. I, 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 I'm not a Trevor Bain fan and I don't know why. And I feel like, you know, he's maybe trying too hard with this whole, I'm um, coming back from retiring thing, but, but the performance has been there. He's been running well. Uh, and I feel like a top five for him, especially in that 18 car is, is going to be fairly easy for him. Uh, you know, obviously if it's, it's a normal day and things just pan out normally, which how much of that have we seen lately, but Trevor Bain should be in the top five uh, at a minus 140, Just one. I, I couldn't pass up for, for him this week. Indeed. I Well, we talked about it, too. Trevor Bain was, was somebody we were kind of saying eh, about last week. And, and uh, yeah, it kind of proved to be a little bit uh, troublesome for us. So uh, I do like that as well. Yeah, and uh, just a note, quick too, because uh, I don't think either of us have any bets on him. John Hunter Nemechek is in the race. He's back in the 26 car. Uh, I kind of been fading him previously in the 26 car. I don't feel as good about it now. But when you're looking, just keep that in mind. If you, you know, you're like, oh, why is he down here a little farther? He's in the 26 car, not the 18 car. Big difference in those cars. We've talked about that all season, but just a note for you, everybody there. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, so my next bet, Cody, I, I'm going to flip this. I, I'm flip as I was, as we were talking and as I was going into this and digging a little bit more, I, I wanted to take Algaier over Gibbs, right? Because just that one of the feeling bet that you feel like this is a race where Allgaier is has been performing better than Gibbs. Obviously, Gibbs won the last race uh, here, but Allgaier lately has not been the best driver. And head-to-head, uh, Gibbs has outdone Allgaier over the last few races. You look at back at what Gibbs has done. Uh, he finished second, obviously, uh, at Charlotte, seventh at Talladega, uh, third at Fort Worth, had a bad day in Bristol, but finished third at Kansas, like, that good finishes, right? Well, you look at Algaier. He finished fifth in Charlotte, not bad, but 15th at Talladega, 29th at Texas, uh, ninth at Bristol, second in Kansas, fourth in, in uh, Darlington. So, again, it's been Gibbs and it's been Algaier, but lately it's been more Gibbs 
and this is Gibbs at minus 115 uh, to win this head-to-head. Gibbs has only taken this track twice, uh, 11th place the first time in 2021, and then, of course, won it uh, in the spring earlier. So, again, Allgaier finished uh, fifth here in the spring, so still not bad, but, yeah. I mean, for me, Allgaier, when I looked at the stats overall on this track, 16 starts, 13 top 10s, 8 top 5s for Allgaier. He's consistently good at this track, but Gibbs has been consistently better lately and won this track in the spring. So uh, I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give the head to head to Gibbs in this case over Allgaier. Yeah, we we've talked about Gibbs all year. It's hard to ever bet against him. Worked in our favor last week on a head to head, but only because the guy that was head to head with him won the race because Gibbs is right there in second. He's not a bad bet to make any week. Uh, next up for me. Josh Berry over Austin Hill. Another one that's a little bit juiced up. This one's minus 160, and it hurts my heart to pick against Austin Hill because he's been a guy I've been on a lot this season. He's done really well. He's had good cars. He's performed well. But I'm big on Josh Berry this weekend. He's run really well at these intermediate tracks. So looking back at similar races this year, he finished fourth in the spring at Vegas. Austin Hill finished 31st that one. Uh, Texas. Barry was seventh and uh, Hill actually ended up finishing fifth. So he got the better of them there. But later on at uh, Charlotte, Josh Barry won. Austin Hill was only 14th at Kansas. Barry was seventh. Austin Hill was 12th. Uh, and then at Texas, they did flip it back and Hill was second and Barry was sixth. So they've been competitive, but Barry's been the more consistent one. Uh, Hill had a couple of outliers in there that, that didn't weren't as good of finishes. Every single one of Barry's finish on these intermediate tracks has been in the top seven. So I'm going to keep riding with Barry, those junior motorsports cars. Again, the best cars in the garage. They're the best team. We're down to the final eight drivers in the standings. And I believe all did mayor make the playoffs, right? Yeah. They're all four of their cars are in the final eight. Like the, it, unlikely but potentially you could have a a junior motorsports four car championship final four that would be crazy that that would be insane not something we've ever seen before unlikely again i would say but remember uh you know you win any of these next races you're automatically locked into the final four and that's it so these guys are gonna be going all out but josh barry again as much as i've loved hill this year this one's pretty juiced up and i think for a reason because barry is clearly the better car in the better equipment the better driver um, and so I, I can't pass it up as well with Barry Overhill at minus 160. Yeah, I mean, that's that was the angle that I was going to take in that head-to-head. Because usually when I when I look at the initial bets and when I look at it, I build the case for them in my head before I even, uh, you know, start to come up and, and dig around in the stats. And with this being 160, I mean, the bookmakers are the same way with us. It just, that that's the way to go. And, and Barry has been the class lately and just definitely one of the top drivers. Uh, so I definitely like this bet as well. Um, I, look, we're all about taking long shots here. We're all about trying to, to have a little fun and, and maybe diversify ourselves a little bit. Haley Deegan's making her first Xfinity cut or uh, race start this this race in Las Vegas. She is plus 5,000 for a top 10 finish. There are very little stats. In fact, there are no stats that can really back this up. Uh, suffice to say that we have seen... Some absolute insane things happened this season. 
uh, especially with drivers who are, are making one of their first starts, uh, you know, drivers that you wouldn't necessarily put in a top 10 situation. So you don't have to take much to put on Haley Deegan just to be able to cheer for her. Who knows how, how she's going to end up doing. Uh, she's made three truck race starts on this track. None uh, of her finishes better than 28th. So it's not like she does well on this track, even in the trucks. But who knows? She's in that 07 car this week. Uh, just a shot in the dark if you want to take one. Again, this is one of those those bets that's just a, a little fun bet to put at, uh, at, at plus 5,000 to just try to diversify your, your betting portfolio. You know, sprinkle something on it. Then you got something to cheer for when Haley Deegan takes the track this week for the first time. Yeah, I love it. This is a great bet. At 50 to 1, you're getting just such great odds. And she's going to be in that 07 car. It's going to be prepared by Stuart Haas Racing. Like, it's going to have the full backing. She's got the sponsorships behind her. She's got, you know, the, the money and the backing, and they want to see her succeed. Ford is huge behind her. They, she is, is, you know, their prized possession coming up to the ranks right now. They want to see her do well. So she's going to have a car that's good enough. She's a good enough driver and she's capable of running. Well, the truck series has been pretty tough on her, but if you look at the truck series and the drivers that she's racing around week in and week out, it's tough back there, man. It's, it's ruthless. You could almost say it's not racing. It's surviving the bumper cars, the demolition derby in the back. And she's done it sometimes and gotten good results and sometimes, you know, gets the worst of it as well, but she's a good driver. Um, and I think that, that again, that car is going to be prepared by Stuart Haas racing. Yes. It's SS green light racing or whatever it is, but Stuart Haas will have a hand in that Ford's going to have the backing there. And we've seen Cole Custer win in that car in the Xfinity series. I don't think she's going to win probably, but a good run is very possible. You get a late race restart or chaos. She could easily put herself up there in position. Plus, it's a great story to root for. Uh, again, we both have daughters. We'd love to see women succeeding in racing and, and in things and that stuff that our daughters can look up to. And, and, you know, when I point out to my daughter, hey, look, that 07, is, there's a, you know, a woman driving that, a girl driving that car. She loves to see that, loves to watch that kind of stuff. Oh, let's root for her and stuff like that. So not only can you root for it, but 50 to 1, that's worth a sprinkle as well. Indeed. Next up for me, uh, winning car number odd at plus 100. This seems silly to me that the way that this is priced, uh, <laughs> I, I really, I don't understand it. If you look at the odds, the favorite to win this is Gregson in the number nine car. That's odd. Then you got Gibbs in an even car, but then it's all guy in an odd car. And then, yes, you got three guys in even cars with Bain, Barry, and Almondinger, but you're giving me Gregson. Allgaier, Sam Mayer, Brandon Jones, Austin Hill, all these guys in odd number of cars that could easily win this race. Um, I, I just, I don't quite understand why it's at plus money. So uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just, man, Noah Gregson, the way he's been running lately on intermediates and, and winning, you know, four races in a row with, with Kansas being in there. And I think Texas was one of them. So, I mean, He's done it lately. We've seen Allgaier on ovals this year. Yeah, you got Gibbs in there. Almondinger as well as a threat. And we just talked about Bain. But but a plus money, this seems mispriced to me. So winning card number for the Xfinity Series, an odd number at plus 100. 
it just covers such a huge swath of great cars that have been winning yep. lately. And that's, you know, d- double it up. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Um, even though the, the car that I picked, spoiler alert, is not an odd car. Uh, but I still like that I because both an odd and an even. So yeah, there you go. See, it, it's a good hedge. I but mean, it, no. it is a good hedge because yeah, if you pick, you pick an even number guy that you think is going to win, but you know, then an odd number guy beats him. Well, yeah, you lost your winner bet, but you covered it with the, you know, with the, the odd number bet. And, and if the guy you picked to win wins, you don't care if the odd number bet hits anyways, because you hit a bigger one with the guy you picked to win. I think, Bet, bet smarter, not harder. That's the way it works. Exactly. Uh, I, you know what, Cody? I don't know what it was about this race, but I, I feel like I was putting together just a, a, a complete chaos crash kit. Like, I don't know what it is. Uh, you you laid out the case for why you like Barry over Hill, uh, but I, I still think that Hill can be a top 10 driver at plus 250. Um, you just look at it, the 29 starts that he's had this season in the Xfinity race. He's got 17 top 10s. That's not a bad run. Now, lately, it hasn't been so good for him. He finished 29th at Charlotte. He finished 14th in Talladega. But he did have a second in Texas. He did have a third in Bristol. He did have a 12th place in Kansas, but a 10th place at Darlington. So, you know, it, it hasn't been all doom and gloom for uh, for Hill. But even still, like, I, I kind of like his chances. It's been rough for him here at Vegas. Uh, 17th and 31st is only two starts, uh, and, and the finish is on this track. But... Again, that was earlier in the year that he ran Las Vegas. So, you know, a lot has happened between now and then. He's, he's matured and, and gotten better as a driver over the course of the season. Uh, we've seen him turn in some good finishes. So I don't, I don't think it's really hard press to see him weasel his way into the top 10 this week as well. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, Barry still can't finish, what, ninth or better and still beat him on this one. Uh, but I definitely think that at plus 250, I'm okay taking a shot at Hill as a top 10. Yeah, plus 250, the value is there. We know we can get it done. He's one of the final eight drivers in the standings, and you're getting him at plus 250 to finish in the top 10. Something there doesn't quite compute. Um, And you can hit Hill with a top 10, and like you said, Barry can still cover the head-to-head, plus Josh Barry's going to win the race at 10-1. to So that makes it nice and easy. Uh, Again, I you know, it's... Whew, some thin odds up top again this week. It worked out for us last week with the Almondinger pick. Road course a little more predictable. Well, unless, you, unless there's cardboard on the track in the Cup Series. Uh, road courses are a little more predictable in general. Um, Oval's not as much. You got Gragson up top at plus 250, Gibbs at plus 300, Allgaier at plus 400. Obviously, those are the big three on Ovals this year. Those guys are going to be tough to beat. If you're going to pick one again, like we've talked about, pick your poison, take it, swallow it, and just roll with it. But Josh Berry sitting down here at 10 to 1 really just jumped off the page to me. Um, he's been good on intermediates. I just talked about it in all the stats I gave uh, with him over Hill. He, he just won at Charlotte. Again, a very comparable track to Las Vegas here not that long ago. Eight of the last nine races, he's finished in the top 10. That's been a variety of tracks from ovals to road courses to super speedways all over the place. He's been consistently getting solid finishes. He's in a junior motorsports car. We know he can get it done. He finished was a fourth here in the spring at, at Vegas. So he was in the running. He was up there. We've just seen his teammate Noah Gragson rip off four wins in a row very recently. Barry's in the same type of car, the same equipment, maybe not quite as talented as Gregson, but he can put himself in position. He can win this race 
just by beating these guys, let alone if something happens to them or there's issues that puts them up front, a late race restart, whatever it is, gives them a chance as well. But he can just go out there and beat these guys any given week. And a 10 to 1, those odds are just too good for me to pass up. I'm going to skip over all the favorites this week, jump straight to Josh Berry uh, as my my pick to win at 10 to 1. Definitely not a bad bad pick at all. Again, you laid it all out. Barry Barry could very easily steal this one and uh, and take it home for you as well. Um, I'm going to give you a Brandon Jones top five. This is plus 500. It doesn't come without a certain amount of risk, but you look back at what he's done here, and since 2019, he had a third-place finish in 2019, uh, a sixth-place finish in 2020 right outside of the top five, uh, an 11th place in that next race in 2020, third place in 2021, sixth place in 2021 again, finished 10th here earlier in the spring, but he's been circling around that top five on this track for a very long time, and, and, and then he's actually gotten it a couple of times as well over the last few races he's had two top five finishes uh since kansas kansas was fourth bristol was second then at dega he got a ninth place finish <laughs> i don't know how like i said we don't know how on god's green earth uh that one shook out and then seventh place at charlotte after a 15th place start so again uh in and around that top five over the last few weeks in and around that top five in most of his his career starts in the xfinity series as a uh, Xfinity driver. So I like plus 500 for this because it almost seems like it's it's a lot given what we've seen from him lately. And um, I just feel like he's going to drive that little that little 19 car and, and make it go. Yeah, he's been one of the hottest drivers going lately, getting good results. Easy to get a top five when you win the race. Thanks for setting me up again. Uh, Brandon Jones, 20 to one to win this race. The odds are just too long. Why is he 20 to one? when he's been as good as he's been lately we've seen great runs from him we've seen him get good results again one of these final eight drivers trying to just lock himself in not have to worry about it i could easily see brandon jones going out here winning this race we know he's fast he finished fourth at kansas he finished fourth at michigan 10th here in the spring he's been good he's been fast you you ripped off his his previous finishes here you ripped off what he's been doing lately He's been one of the better cars week in and week out lately at 27th at Texas. Uh, he got caught up in some stuff there and, and didn't even complete all the laps. So you, you can't really count that against him. But he has been on a tear lately. He's been looking fast, looking good. We know the news is out. He's leaving Gibbs next year, moving over to fill in that number nine car. Uh, maybe that's, you know, spark. It's, it's crazy. We've seen that like Reddick earlier this year, you know, no wins, no wins. Oh, he's going to leave. And then Childress is mad at him. Boom. Wins two races. Has all these great runs. Like we've seen some of this news, like spark some of these guys. It just maybe re-motivates them, refocuses them. They're not worried about all this other stuff now. He's not worried about what's going on next year. I don't have a ride yet. I, he's just out there focused. He's good to go. He's been running great. 20 to 1. Odds are just too long for a guy again. He's in a Joe Gibbs racing car. It's no different than the Ty Gibbs car. It's no different than the Trevor Bain car. These cars are fast. They're good. The talent of the driver maybe is a little bit different, of course. He's not Ty Gibbs, but he can go out there and run with these guys week in and week out, just like Barry can. It doesn't even have to be a special circumstance where he wins, but you do get that special circumstance. Gives him even more of a chance. So 20-1, to 1, uh, Brandon Jones to win for me. Yep, so we're pretty high on Brandon Jones this week. Uh, put that in your little notebook. 
All right, you want to talk about somebody on a roll? I'm going to give you AJ Allmendinger again. I'm sorry. Uh, my my bias may be showing toward this guy, but at plus 1,200, um, at 12 to 1 for the guy that just won uh, this race, who has been on a mad tear, and oh, by the way, has already won on this track as well. His first Xfinity start in 2021 on this track, guess what? He won. He finished seventh the next time and ninth the next time after that, after starting on the pole here in the spring. I mean, look, AJ Allmendinger at 12 to 1 right now is is probably the best bet you're ever going to get, considering the fact that you look back at his last few starts as well, right? Uh, Elkhart Lake, ninth. Loudon, 16th, sure. Uh, but Indy GP, seven. Watkins Glen, second. Bristol, second. Uh, Charlotte Road, fourth. Oh, that was Cup Series. Yeah. No, that's Cup. <laughs> Just kidding. He's been running great in the Cup Series, too. He has been running great in the Cup Series. Jesus Christ, Rod, open the right damn tab when you're opening stuff. And Well, look, he's been running great in the Cup Race, too. Cody, I'm going to go at full disclosure for folks. I literally probably could use a, um, a nice little uh, vacation because I have been reading some stats lately that have been not the correct stats. Hey, you gotta you gotta make it work to whatever whatever fits your narrative, Rod. Right? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, okay, fine. Here we go. So uh, lately in the Xfinity series, uh, he's actually been doing. Obviously, we know that he won uh, last week at the Charlotte Roval for the fourth time. Uh, but he also won at Talladega. He finished fourth at Fort Worth, sixth at Bristol, sixth at Kansas, fifth at or third at Darlington. Th- look, I, the dude's just been finishing in the top ten. Top five, he's gonna win this race. Yeah, well, and he's won two in a row, and now they move his odds to twelve to one. Mm-hmm. We saw Braxton rip off way. four. <laughs> exactly, I, and I get it was a super speedway and a road course, but he's been good on ovals as well. We know he can get it done. So yeah, I got to co-sign this as well. Twelve to one, it's a no-brainer. And, and yeah, you keep picking him, but don't fix what's not broken, right? Indeed. It's working out pretty decent for you. So I, I'd say let's let's keep riding it. Jesus, I am so glad that our listeners are a forgiving are a forgiving body because they understand. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, well, we'll step away, and no, we'll got to recap. Don't forget to recap. Oh shit! Good call. See, look at Cody. That's why you're here. Um, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're about to recap the bets. Uh, Cody started us out with Trevor Bain as a top five car at minus one forty. Uh, I gave you Ty Gibbs over Justin Allgaier at minus one fifteen. And then Cody gave you Barry over Hill at minus 160. I told you go ahead and throw a little on uh, Haley Deegan as a top 10 car at plus 5,000. And then Cody gave you the winning car number as an odd number at plus 100. Uh, and then I gave you Hill as a top 10 car at plus 250. And then Cody gave you uh, Barry to win at plus 1,000. He also gave you Jones to win at plus 2,000. I gave you Jones as a top 5 car, which obviously if he wins, he'll be a top 5 car at plus 500. And then, of course, I gave you Almondinger to win third straight race in a row um, and and do good at the cup race, too. I don't know. Whatever. I got nothing. Uh, we're going to come back after the break, and we're going to break down our South Point 400 bets for the cup race. But before I do, let's tell you about a fun little sponsor we like. It's called Fubo TV. 
If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. You get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR plus. No contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Time right now. Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. We give you a ton of stats here on the SGPN and all the, oh, of course, of the network everywhere. We give you a ton of stats. But we have one place now where we can compare all of our odds across all the major sports books, plus the different sign-up codes, promotions from Sportsbook to get the best deal that we ever can. It's oddstrader.com. It gives you player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. It's going to make you the most informed better in the entire world. Plus, it's got a bet tracker so you can keep better records of all your games and your betting activity. You want the handicapping? You want the play-by-play updates? You want the live scores and bet tracking? Player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather? All that stuff you can find at oddstrader.com. Oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets maybe we need a um uh a fact tracker what was that um uh the the show that they fight against each other pardon my interruption right oh where, yeah or no is it yeah pardon my interruption where where they they keep track and then the guy at the end is like this is what you got wrong and this is what you got wrong and this is what you got wrong i need one yeah, of those we gotta add a whole other segment to the end somebody just being like yeah you totally fucked up on all this stuff. Yeah, Rod, <laughs> you should probably go ahead and find yourself a new job. You are. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so we will turn our attention to the Cup boys as they take uh, the track for the South Point 400. It is, of course, the Las Vegas uh, race track there. A little sad. I, I did get, uh, I did get um, at least partway into getting the credentials to go there, but unfortunately was unable to actually make the trip. So uh, next year, next year, buddy, we'll get there. That, uh, that sounds like a good time. I, uh, we need to do that for sure. I, I concur. Uh, but let's, uh, let's set everybody up with some bets for this, uh, for this race. Shall we? Let's do it. I, uh, this, this, this is a tough one on the cup side of things. So obviously we've seen some chaos lately, not at the one track we predicted it at, but everywhere else. A mile and a half, uh, it's different than Texas. The layout of it is, but we saw all the tire issues at Texas. We saw the tire issues at Texas earlier this year. We saw tire issues at Vegas here in the spring. We've seen tire issues at intermediates. So I'm just going to say going into this, I think we're going to see tire issues. Maybe the teams are not going to push the envelope as much, but they probably still are. So when your guy's leading and he blows a tire and hits the wall and ends his day, just know it's coming because uh, <laughs> it's coming. But we did find some good bets we like. I found a couple things I really, really like this week. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lighter this week, probably just reeling from last week more than anything. You never know. Maybe a piece of paper falls out of the stands and destroys this race or something, and we got Papergate next week. Who knows? But uh, starting off, I'm going to try and get my Chase Elliott redemption right away. Chase Elliott top five is that minus one twenty or is that plus one twenty? So you're getting plus money. Chase Elliott to finish in the top five. We've seen it from him this year. He's been one of the he's been the most consistent driver 
hands down, week in and week out. Um, again, he's got he's got five wins this season. Probably should have won two to three road course races in addition to that. We could easily be talking about Chase Elliott like we talked about Kyle Larson last year. He's had at least three wins. Now, he got handed one in Pocono, I guess you could say. So, the, you know, the racing gods even it out somewhere along the line. But he could easily have eight, nine wins this season based on how some of these races have ended. Uh, Texas, a few weeks ago, he was leading, blew a tire, hit the wall. Um, he was ninth here in the spring. So, but that was kind of before, I mean, that was early. So the Las Vegas race was only, we had the Coliseum obviously race. And then this was only the third race of the season. Very new in this car, very, you know, new to the season. So I'm not looking too far into that, but then you got later on in the season. That's when he really started going. He led 86 laps at Charlotte before a wreck. He won the Nashville race, Nashville, not super comparable, but still an intermediate track. So it's, it's close there. Uh, he, like I said, he led 44 laps here at Texas. Um, if you look, he, he's on in every other schedule right now for some reason. Uh, so if you go back, Darlington 30, or wait a minute, where was I looking at here? Well, maybe I was looking at somebody else. I don't know what I was looking at. Oh, here we go. Kansas. So yeah. So yeah, Kansas, he finished 11th. That's an okay finish. But then Bristol, he finished second. Then Texas was 32nd. Then Talladega was first. Then Charlotte Roval was 20th. Now it's time for uh for another top five for him. So, uh, but no, Chase Elliott, he's been killing it on the season. Obviously, went through that streak of was it five races in a row with top two finishes. He's been good lately. He's pissed off yet again because he got robbed at another road course. Um, and we've seen him take that before and, and turn it around and have good results. Uh, he won just two weeks ago at Talladega. A couple of weeks ago at Bristol, he was second. He's been running really good lately. Running solid races. And uh, as long as they don't blow a tire while he's leading the race uh, by, by messing with those air pressures too much. Um, and again, he's got that points cushion. I think, I think in this round more than anything, that points cushion for him is going to come big time in handy because he doesn't have to push the envelope nearly as much as these other guys do. Everybody is going to want to get stage points this weekend. They're going to want to get good finishes because they know there's two more races and all hell can break loose. They don't want to be in the situation they were just in in the Roval where their teammate has to slow down so they can make it into the, you know, flat tire. You got to, you know, whatever. I don't know. They're going to have somebody's going to be standing on the side with like a flashlight, you know, doing Morse code as he comes into the corner or something next time. But, uh, they, but they don't want to get in those positions. So I think we're going to see some very aggressive racing and some guys really pushing the envelope. And I don't think Chase needs to do that as much because he's got that cushion. Does that cushion mean he's safe? No, we've seen it. He's needed that cushion through the first two rounds. But that cushion being there, I think, is going to help. It's going to help him run a better race, a smarter race, and a top five finish at plus money for him. Uh, I, I love it for him this weekend. Got to pounce on the values there. That is absolutely true. Uh, th- no, you're in the Navy. They got the flags. They got the pinafore. You can do the little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Uh, somebody out in the stands. Yeah, you got to have like a kid or something like just standing like in turn four waving some random like a pink flag or something so like nobody knows what's going on when you see the skull and crossbones flag up in turn four (laughs) you know that's when you got to go uh all right i'm going to move to one of my bets that i I like and that is kyle bush over martin truex jr this one's at minus 110 
really it just comes down to the fact that Kyle Busch has done so well in Las Vegas over the course of his career. And in the head-to-heads, you got to go pretty far back, uh, what, four races, five races back for a time where Kyle Busch did not outperform Martin Truex Jr. here in Las Vegas. Kyle Busch has got finishes of fourth, third, third, sixth, 15th, 19th, meh, but third, seventh, second. So, you know, in his career, 22 starts, 13 top 10s, 10 top 5s, uh, just killing it out there in Las Vegas. Truex, not bad either. Eighth place finish here in the spring. Fourth place before that. Sixth place before that. Fourth place before that. 20th. He won here in 2019. Uh, and then eighth place, third place. So 21 starts for Truex, 12 top 10s, seven top fives, two wins uh, on the season. Kyle Busch, surprisingly enough, only has one win on his home track. And I'll get to that narrative in a little bit. Uh, but really, just... Look, we talked about Martin Truex being retired, and that's, I suppose, what we'll end up uh, saying. 17th at Charlotte, 26th at Talladega, 31st at Texas, uh, 36th at Bristol. Like, he's had a bad stretch over the last few runs, uh, whereas Kyle Busch, not great for Kyle Busch, but he turned it around with a third place out of nowhere uh, in Charlotte. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is something for, for Kyle now uh, to know for sure that, you know, he, he's just going to go out with a bang. So I still like the Bush end of this over Truex. And look, it doesn't even have to be a gigantic, uh, you know, fifth place versus uh, whatever. It's just one one position above this bet cashes, and uh, I, I like it. It's like that battle of the bad luck drivers or something. But uh, we saw maybe some luck turn around for Kyle Bush gets a third place finish at a road course when he wasn't sniffing anywhere close to that all day. And, you know, Martin Truex, non-factor. It's crazy because a few years ago, Truex and Elliott were the road course guys. Like that race when Elliott got his first win at Watkins Glen, uh, him and Truex battled it out for like five, six laps at the end. One of the better finishes at that track in recent history. And then, yeah, they've their Toyota's uh, road course program has gone to complete shit. But but again, at some point, the only time I saw Truex on TV the entire race, he was, you know, had a bunch of damage on the side of his car and, and a flat tire and stuff. And I'm like, oh, there goes Truex just doing Truex things again. I think he's uh, already checked into the retirement home and he's done. So uh, any bet against him, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with you on that. Uh, jumping over to my next one. I got Kevin Harvick over Daniel Suarez, minus 125. I love Suarez. He's been doing some decent things, but. His luck has has been pretty crap this year. Uh, overall, Harvick is pissed off. His crew chief suspended. They want to prove a point. They, you know, all this stuff that's going on. You saw it last week. He almost jumped up and won the Roval out of nowhere. You cashed him seven to one last week as the top Ford. A great pick by you. We've talked about Harvick all year. He's going to get you solid finishes most of the time. It's been a little bit rougher here lately. Obviously, got bounced from the playoffs early. Um, but you look back, he was 12th here in the spring. He was third at Charlotte. He won at Michigan again, Michigan, a little bit of a different track. It's a two mile rather than one and a half, but still that intermediate type of car. Daniel Suarez finishes at, uh, intermediates here. He just finished 12th at Texas. That was an okay finish. 10th at Kansas, but 25th at Michigan, 25th at Charlotte, 32nd or 33rd in the first Kansas race, 37th at Vegas in the spring, a rough stretch for him throughout there. Um, he also is going to be probably really, really sore from this past weekend, that entire thing where he had no power steering. I mean, he was pushed to his physical limits in that race. 
There's no way he's not feeling that. He's now just been recently bounced out of the playoffs. Not that he doesn't have anything to race for, but it's kind of like, oh, we lost the season. We didn't make it to the round of eight at this point. There's a big letdown when that happens. And I think we're going to see that this weekend. Harvick is on a mission because he's pissed off. Stay out of a pissed off Kevin Harvick's way. He's going to get a good result this weekend. Um, so Harvick over Suarez, minus 125. That one's a no-brainer for me. You cannot uh, ever get me to not say anything good about Kevin Harvick. So, um, yeah, definitely like the side of that. And, honestly, I think that this is where I know Daniel Suarez is is a driver that we all love, and we love his tenacity. We love the fact that, you know, he, like A.J. Allmendinger, will drive a car with no power steering and just freaking muscle through it to try to get to where he's got to go. <clears throat> but there's a huge difference between a, a chiseled veteran like Kevin Harvick who has nothing technically to drive for, right? You say that, versus Daniel Suarez, who just got let down. So, you know, I, I like the angle that Harvick's just out to kill now. He, like, he wants to get on that track and do nothing but win. So, Daniel Suarez, yeah, he wants to win. I mean, they all want to win, obviously. But you're a week removed from having such a, an emotionally draining race, a physically draining race, uh, and, and now you're on a mile and a half. Where, again, not a lot of chaos should happen. We say that, but who knows, right? So a nice little lull yourself to sleep type of mile and a half track. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure Suarez is going to want to push it to the limit after he just pushed it way to the limit last week in Charlotte. Um, all right, I'm going to uh, move to my next one. This one might not be popular considering the fact that the guy just won the race last week, but it's uh, Ryan Blaney over... Christopher Bell. I got Blaney on the positive side of this at plus 105. I get it. I know Christopher Bell snuck into that race and won it, and, and that's probably the, the more popular thing. I also know that Gibbs has been good on this track the last couple of years. Hamlin won this in 2021, uh, and then Truex in 2019, uh, this South Point 400 race. But um, here's the thing. Lately, uh, it, it's it's been Blaney, and, and it's been Blaney because he's actually – what finished second at Talladega, fourth in Texas, ninth in Kansas, uh, a thirteenth at Darlington. He's not, he's not totally turning the the uh, turnstiles very well. Uh, but you know, I, I just think at this track, you look back at the track history for Blaney, bad finish in the spring, but fifth in twenty twenty one, fifth in twenty twenty one in the spring, seventh in twenty twenty, eleventh, fifth, 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 seventh, sixth. He had a twenty second in there somewhere as well. But Christopher Bell, not so good at this track. 10th place in the spring, yeah, but 24th, 7th, 24th, 33rd. Uh, bad luck for Christopher Bell in Las Vegas, all told. Uh, Blaney needs to make the cut. Blaney has, he's just outside of it. He needs to get there. Christopher Bell probably feels like he's good, uh, that he's going to be able to make it. But Blaney's going to be fighting, and fighting pretty difficultly, uh, pr pretty hard for this win, for a good finish. And uh, I think that's going to give the edge to Blaney in this matchup. Yeah, I like this one as well. I mean, we've had 20 different winners this year. Blaney has not won a race, and yet he's in the round of eight still. That's how consistent he's been this year. That's how good his finishes have been. Not been able to get the win. The only playoff driver to make it without winning a race. Lucky for him on the Kurt Busch deal, because otherwise he would have been out. But, you know, that that's neither here nor there. But but he's been that consistent all season. We just saw it with Bell. He was consistent in the first round because he was the only guy that locked in on playoffs, but had a rough second round. 
there was no chance he was making this round of the playoffs. You know, goes out, pulls a Hail Mary, gets cardboard gate to happen for him. Joe Gibbs throwing cardboard on the track, and, and he pulls out the win out of his ass. You're going to have that Super Bowl hangover, the letdown. That took everything out of him. You know, they partied hard from that. He's going to have a letdown this weekend. Ryan Blaney has been good all season. We saw him win at Texas in the all-star race. He can get it done a mile and a half. Um, and so I like this one as well. Uh, speaking of Ryan Blaney, one of these Ford drivers, they're back at it again. We got Ford plus 360 to win this race. Chevy's at plus 120. Toyota's at plus 150. We just saw it last weekend with Toyota. I would love to go back and see what their odds were to win that race. As bad as they've been this season, you know, all the chaos we've seen, all this stuff. Yes, Fords are not the favorites to win this race, but how many times have we seen this before? We hit on this back at Michigan. I think you had given it out, um, and we hit it there when Kevin Harvick, you know, got it a win, which he almost did last week out of nowhere. And so, yes, you've got the first Ford favorite to win this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eighth on the board is Ryan Blaney at 10 to 1. Uh, then you got to scroll way down. Joey Logano's at 15 to 1. You got to scroll down. Kevin Harvick farther on down here at 30 to 1. So, you know, not a bunch of Fords favorited to win this race, but that's not stopped anything before. Again, this is just playing the odds. You're getting it at plus 360. Why not take it up there when you can get it? because we've seen anything and everything happen. Um, one of my picks to win this week is a Ford. So maybe he wins that and we double up on that. Um, but even if, you know, uh, that doesn't happen, it, the odds are too good to pass this one up, even though there's not that many favorites. Indeed. I do. I mean, look, here's the thing about Ford. <clears throat> you you get a better odds at one of them winning versus, uh, like, you know, whatever. So I, I definitely like Ford. To try to win this race, I don't. I don't have a Ford winning this race, uh, but I know you do. And and again, Harvick's in that mix, so I, I soft spot Harvick. We're good. Uh, and, and again, there's only eight cars in the playoffs left. Three of those are Fords. There's only two Toyotas. So if you're looking at the playoff cars, I get it. Briscoe's not that sexy, and he's a lot farther down the list. But he's still one of the final eight cars. You know, you throw in a guy like Austin Sindrick could get it done too. I mean, there's still options for, for Fords that can win this. And at those odds, again, you don't need a specific Ford to win, just any Ford. Todd Gillen comes up and steals a win because, you know, a, a straw flies out on the track and we decide to, you know, send half the field to the back or something. Maybe it'll happen. Well, so here's a Ford for you. This one's probably not going to win, but I at least think he's going to finish inside the top 10. And that's Brad Keselowski. At plus 300 for a top 10, we talked about it. The uh, the odds were not necessarily in our favor this week in these races. There was a lot of juiced up top 10 odds. There's a lot of uh, juiced up top 5 odds. So uh, just to find some value, I, I went Brad K as a top 10 driver. In 18 starts on this track, he's finished inside the top 10 in 12 of them. Uh, he did not finish in the top 10 in the 6 car. Uh, in fact, he finished 24th. But before that, 7th, 2nd, 13th, 7th, 3rd, 2nd, won this in 2018, 6th, 5th, 1st, 7th, 1st, 3rd. Like, literally, uh, the only, only non-top 10 finish he's had in a very long time was in the spring. Now, again, the season has not been the greatest for Brad Keselowski uh, all season long, but he did manage a top 10 in Texas. He managed a top 10 in Darlington. Uh, so a couple of top 10s lately, 14th. At Charlotte, he kind of 
navigated the madness uh, to, to get in there. And Talladega was 24th, but that was all crazy. But he did have a 13th at Bristol as well. So in and around that top 10, this is a track I think he can get it done. This is a track where I think he can stay safe enough and fast enough and knows how to get around it uh, to, to return into the top 10 in it again. I think the spring was an anomaly. I feel like that six car has gotten a little bit better. I mean, it's, it may not, the, the finishes may not show on the track, but at least we're seeing the, the uh, six car run and actually lead some laps every once in a while. Um, and so that's, that's encouraging to see. So, yeah, give me, give me Brad, Brad K as a top 10 driver this week. Pretty much any time you've called Brad K out this season, it's uh, been something to tail because it's done well. So not going to argue with you again. We've seen it from him lately, that entire RFK organization kind of getting things figured out finally another ford you know we've seen 20 different winners why not make it 21 with brad k getting his first win as a driver owner who knows it could happen so i'll back you on that i also have a top 10 that i like eric jones plus 300 um this one screams good value to me uh he finished third at california in the spring uh 14th at charlotte and 11th place in Nashville, 9th at Pocono, 8th at Michigan, 6th at Texas. All those are tracks that are at least sort of similar to this track, and all were either in the top 10 or close to the top 10. He's got 13 top 10s on the season. Eric Jones has been on a, a nice hot streak here lately, running well week in and week out. Um, finished 11th at the road course last week, 6th at Talladega, 6th at Texas. Uh, a couple so-so finishes he won back at Darlington. Um, even a 17th place at Daytona, a 10th at Watkins Glen, an 8th at Michigan, a 9th at Pocono, 4th at Atlanta. He has been running very, very well this season. I've been very impressed with Eric Jones, what he's been able to do in that 43 car. Um, and yeah, plus 300, I just feel like that's mispriced for what he's been able to do this year. We've seen him do it on uh, intermediate tracks. He's run very well. And so, yeah, I, I'm going to jump all over that one. Eric Jones, always one of those feel-good bets, too, especially when it hits. And he's, he's done well to put himself in positions to finish well this season. Uh, and a top 10 this late in the, in the season, not necessarily out of their own possibility for Eric Jones. I like it. Um, all right, I'm going to and, go. And, too, just one other thing, too. Shop around on this one because I was just looking because I was like, man, I just, as I was talking about it, I'm like, gosh, is he really 3-1? to one? He's plus 140 in some spots three to one in other spots. So get on this one soon, get on it early uh, while you can, because it's probably not going to hang around once they realize that it's not priced appropriately. Interesting. See, and that's what, that's the uh, epitome of, of, of being able to shop because you know that if, if it's one forty one place and 300 another, you know, it's a good bet because somebody's mispriced it. Uh, and exactly. and it's, yeah, definitely the one on that end. All right. Uh, I will give you uh, my next bet and that's Kyle. Uh, Kyle Larson is the winner of group B. This is at plus 250, and Group B consists of this. Ross Chastain, William Byron, and Ryan Blaney. It's a tough group, and I, and I wrestled with whether or not to use this one and to actually pick Kyle Larson in this group. Um, but we know now that Kyle is out, and Kyle knows that he's out. So what does Kyle have left to do? Win races. There's no more point strategy. There's no more trying to put itself in position for stage points or anything like that. He's just going to go out and try to win this race. And in doing so, probably put himself ahead of all of these guys. Uh, I, I still like Ross Chastain to do well. 
in this race. I think he's going to do okay. I, I think William Byron's going to do well as well. I, I'm, I'm pretty high on Blaney uh, this race too, obviously putting him over Bell. But this is Kyle Larson. This is last year's champ that doesn't get a chance to repeat now. This is the first race since getting bumped. This is a mile-and-a-half track in which he's done historically well. I, I just don't see a scenario in which we don't see this five-team just completely try to tear ass around this track and, and just get the win. So, obviously, if he wins, he beats everybody in this category. But at the same time, this is a, a very dangerous driver. He did finish second here uh, in the spring. So, watch out for him. He won in 2021 uh, in this five-car, finished 10th uh, in his only other shot out in the, in the five-car. But even in the nine-car, he's done well. 12 starts in his career. Nine top 10 finishes, five top five finishes. So even in that 42 car, he was still running well around this track. So I, I think that Kyle Larson is going to come out and try to fill his card with everybody he's passing on the week. And that's going to include Blaney, Chastain, and his teammate Byron. Again, uh, another guy that's out of the playoffs that has nothing to worry about. He doesn't have the pressure of the points and uh, all of this other stuff. He can just go out there, run his race without the pressures. So yeah, I like it. And again, another guy, there's some pissed off guys this weekend and we're going to take advantage of their anger and their wanting to take it out on the track and prove, you know, look like you could easily see a guy like Kyle Larson come out and win this race and be like, look at that fucking piece of cardboard wasn't on the track. I'd be locked into the final floor right now. Like that, you know, and that what a storyline that's going to be because he comes out and wins a race like that. And you look back and it's like, that, that piece of cardboard stops him from being in Phoenix right now. I don't want to get into it again, but seriously, like this is what it can roll downhill from that. So I, you know, they love to give us storylines here lately. So yeah, Larson nine to one might even be something to watch out for, but love him to win that group uh, at plus 250. I split my winner picks up three different ways this week. Just way too good of odds on the board. I couldn't pass it up. Uh, Chase Elliott, 10 to one. Can you explain to me why he's 10 to one? I, I don't really know. I, I didn't necessarily, you know, want like I wasn't going in like set on, okay, he's going to be a guy I was going to take this week. I was actually kind of leaning that way more with a guy like Denny Hamlin, but Hamlin's the favorite all the way down at plus 550. And so not as appealing when you got Chase Elliott here at, at these numbers, like, I don't understand why he he's the two, four, six, eighth driver on the board at 10 to one. Uh, and, and he is eight to one on some other books. So again, another one where, you know, look around and make sure you're, you're getting the best line, but, but chase Elliott with what he's been able to do this year, I already made the case for him to be a top five. Another guy that's pissed off. Yes. He's got this great points lead and stuff that, you know, maybe doesn't have to worry as much, but he has already been proven to him that you need those points. Why not come out, get the win here, lock yourself in, begin to focus on Phoenix. I, I mean, Chase Elliott was already the favorite all throughout these playoffs to win that championship. With Kyle Larson going out, Denny Hamlin is probably his next biggest competitor, but Denny Hamlin has shown us time and 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 time again that he chokes when it comes to winning these championships and he can't do it. Now, maybe this is a different year because we got a new car or whatever, but Chase Elliott is like head and shoulders above anyone else to win this championship. At this point, I'm not giving it to him now because 
anything and everything can happen. He might not even make the final four at this point. Piece of cardboard flies on the track or something. But again, he's been good. He won two weeks ago at Talladega. He, he should have won this past weekend at the Charlotte Roval. So again, a guy that, that we could be talking about has won two races in a row. He could be on his, you know, sixth, seventh win of the season and just rolling. You'd have given us these odds on Kyle Larson last year. We'd have thought you were crazy. Again, it's not quite as easy. Obviously, we've seen all these other things come into play, and there's been 20 different winners, but Chase Elliott still has got five wins on the season. He's been getting it done. A 10 to 1, too good. I cannot pass him up. Going down the board on guys that are too good to pass up and not priced correctly and pissed off, Kevin Harvick, 30 to 1. What is going on here, Rod? What, what did we forget about what Kevin Harvick has done this season? Do we forget about what he did last weekend where he almost won on a road course? Like, I, I, I don't know why, but, but I'll take it. 30 to 1 again, been a little bit rougher lately. He got bounced from the playoffs, but we saw him win at Michigan. He backed it up the next week at Richmond. He's had good runs week in and week out. Um, finished 12th here in the spring. He was 7th in California. He's had some good runs on intermediate tracks. Two, was it two years ago? Three years ago, he won nine races. And I think it was two years ago. And most of those were mile and a half races. He's done well at mile and a half before. He can do well at mile and a half again. 30 to one is an absolutely ridiculous price for Kevin Harvick to be at any point for the rest of the season, especially with as mad as he is, as pissed off as they are and all of this stuff. Rodney Childers, or Rodney Childers, his crew chief, suspended, but we've talked about that before. That might even be, it's less of a disadvantage than ever before because of the communication, because what they're able to see from their command center. And he tweeted out something this week about how it's easier to call a race from here, and he might look into it in the future or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so I thought that was pretty hilarious. Got to get his jabs in there. Again, two great follows on Twitter is both Harvick and Childers. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Harvick, 30-1. to 1. Come on, man. And speaking of ridiculous odds, Eric Jones, 100-1, to 1, Rod. 100-1. to 75-1 to 1 in some places, 100-1 to 1 in others. So, again, make sure you look around. 75-1, to 1, I was going to take him. But 100-1, to 1, holy shit, what are we doing here? Again, very mispriced. I just made the case for him to get a top 10. We just saw a few weeks ago he won the race at Darlington. He just went out and won the race. It's not like... He lucked into that. It's not like fuel mileage. Like he's in a good enough car that he can get it done. We've seen the chaos. We just saw it at Texas. Now that I keep talking about chaos, it's probably going to be the most calm race of the season. But I'd be fine with that at this point because, you know, it's just, but you, again, we've seen how many times have we seen intermediate tracks, leaders blow tire, blow a tire, blow a tire, blow a tire. And all of a sudden, you know, a guy like Eric Jones is just hanging around all day. And there he is a hundred to one. Are you kidding me? That is absolutely ridiculous for a guy that just finished sixth at Texas a couple of weeks ago at our last intermediate track. How, how are he 100 to 1 now all of a sudden? So, yeah, those three guys, all of them at disrespectful odds for what they've done this season, for what they've done lately. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm going to put a little bit on all of them and uh, hopefully we get our redemption from Cardboard Gate. <laughs> okay. I love it. Well, yeah, and all three of these long shots just not – uh, they're not very long shoddy, to be honest with you, and that's why uh, a lot of these ones. The favorite, 
<clears throat> I think Denny Hamlin obviously does stand a, a fantastic chance at winning this race. I just didn't want to suggest a plus 550. Go ahead, put something on it. I, I think Gibbs is going to do well. I just talked about how Hamlin won in the spring uh, this race last year, and then uh, Truex did it again in, in 2019. So whatever, do that. But uh, we also and seen- just quick on Hamlin too. Like, yes, we expect him to be good. We expect him to have one of the better cars. But he's been the favorite a lot of races this season. He's won twice, I think, maybe three times. Twice. Yeah. So, like, yeah, him being at that, those odds just haven't really paid off. Now, could he come out lead every lap of this race and win it? And would we be shocked? No, absolutely not, because we expect him to be really good here. We expect him to be up front. But where the odds sit and what we've seen lately, it just it, it's not good enough to take it. Indeed. Well, something that I thought was good enough to take was Tyler Reddick at plus 900. Nine to one. A couple of good finishes here in the last couple of races that he's raced here. In the spring, he finished seventh. Uh, in the in the year before that, he finished sixth. But really what it is is just Tyler Reddick lately. Uh, obviously, we've seen that eight car uh, and we know exactly what the situation is. And now he's even more excited because now he knows where he's going next. So now all he has to do is just go out and win races. Um, he won at Texas, uh, and then finished eighth at Charlotte. So, you know, it finished third at Darlington, second at Daytona, seventh at Watkins Glen. He won the Indy GP, finished second at Pocono, put together some pretty fantastic runs, has, uh, Tyler Reddick won three races this season, 14 top tens, um, at nine to one, I think it's worth a stab. I, I wasn't going to go with Tyler Reddick until I basically saw, you know, that he's hung around the front. And, and he's just somebody who just factors into the mix at, at times when you probably don't think he's going to. So I, I like the 9-to-1 angle of just tossing something at the 8 car uh, for that. But then I'm also I'm going to pull a Cody and have another winner uh, on this. I have more than one winner? Oh, my goodness. Mark this down. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. But I, I my initial thought, and Tyler Reddick was the guy that I kind of just said, I can't, I can't necessarily just give out Kyle Busch at plus 1,200. Uh, because I feel like that would just be uh, doing you a disservice if I just gave you Kyle Busch. Uh, look, the Kyle Busch thing kind of begins and ends with a couple of things. One, home track, right? This will be the last time that he will take the home, his home track in the 18 car with the M&M sponsors, with Mars as on the car. So this is it. Like, his fans get a chance to see him one last time in the 18 at a place where he calls home, and obviously, we talked about <clears throat> Kyle Busch's success on this track uh, leading up to it anyways. A string of top 10 finishes uh, over the last four races. Sixth, third, third, fourth. He's been there at the end of these races. So, <clears throat> I think this is the one where he puts it in. Especially given what we've seen lately. Um, obviously, his finishes haven't been all that great. Did finish good last week. So, maybe this is something for him to hang his hat on. 12-1. to 1, Home track. Family, friends. He's an emotional driver. Um, this this could be his last go around uh, for his fans in the 18, and he'll send him out with a win. Yeah, I like both of these picks. Reddick. I know a lot of people are already big on him next week at Homestead. Like that's the, his type of track. He's always done really well there. I heard him talking earlier this week, and he said he thinks he has a better chance at Las Vegas than he does at Homestead. So that alone says something. Nine to one again, good value. Another guy we've seen. How many times has he been leading at these intermediate tracks and blown a tire? So if they can just figure that part of it out, he could easily be there. Kyle Busch, again, 
one of these, you know, hit or miss guys because his luck's been so shit lately. But, um, you know, maybe again, we saw a reverse of that luck last week with the third place finish at the Roval. And yeah, he, he's never a bad pick to win anywhere. We just talked about how good Denny Hamlin could be here. He's in the same car. He's more talented than Denny Hamlin is. Um, and so, yeah, at 12 to one, I like both of these picks as well. I think we're in for a good weekend. Knock on wood. Hopefully no cardboard on the track. Knock on. Yeah. No, don't knock on cardboard. Don't do that. That's yeah. Not don't knock anything. on cardboard. I, I know that <laughs> it's wood. the same, yeah, the same <laughs> sort of material, but don't do it. Uh, don't do it at all. Um, all right, Cody. Well, get your pen and paper out. Not you, everybody else listening, get your pen and paper out. We're going to go. I got, over. I got my pen and paper too. Right? Yeah, you got your pen. Yeah, you do. I actually, I said, so why? Look, I've been writing all my stuff down on oh, paper. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Old school. I do it old fashioned way. I, I'll write it all out, all my notes out on actual like legal pads. So. I'm beginning to do that because I, I just, uh, having all the Mine tabs open on my easier. computer. Yeah. I mean, I'm still looking at my phone and stuff for, you know, different tabs and stuff, but I try to get it all on the paper. This is why granted we, I can't read my handwriting half the time, but, <laughs> but this is why we don't story. do video guys. We are very un yeah. unappealing when it comes. Yeah. To we're video. not really looking at the camera much. Yeah. We're kind of all over the place. We're looking at this screen, that screen, still listening to each other. Or, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Yankees just won over here. So yes, let's go. <laughs> uh, God's eyes going in Cody's view. Um, all right. Get your pen and paper out. We're going to go over the bets one more time. Uh, Cody started you out by giving you Elliot as a top five car and the revenge game at plus 120. Uh, I gave you uh, Kyle Busch over Martin Truex at minus 110. Cody followed that up with Harvick over Suarez at minus 125. I gave you Blaney over Bell at plus 105. And then Cody gave you Eric Jones as a top 10 car at plus 300. I gave you Brad K as a top 10 car at plus 300. And then Cody said a Ford is going to win this race at plus 360. I said Larson was going to win in a group B over uh, Byron, over Blaney, and over Chastain uh, at plus 250. And then Cody said the field was going to win. Oh, I'm sorry. Elliot uh, Harvick and Eric Jones as winners at plus 1,000, plus 3,000, and plus 10,000, uh, respectively. And I said Kyle or uh, Tyler Reddick at plus 900 and Kyle Busch at plus 1200 were my winners. Uh, Cody, any last thoughts on the track at Las Vegas before we wrap things up? I don't think so. I think we covered it. Watch out for those tires. That's that's going to be the biggest thing I'm going to be watching this weekend. Hopefully they figured something out. Maybe it'll be a little different. Maybe we don't run their pressure so low, but you know these teams are still going to push the envelope. So. I think we're going to see it. It'll be interesting. Should be a good race. Mile and a half have been pretty decent, decent races this year. Um, so another one I'm excited for. Again, going a little bit lighter this week, but found some long shots we really like. A lot of stuff to sprinkle things around on. So uh, I think hopefully we can have a, a good profitable weekend and rebound from from Sunday at least. Saturday, I mean, we had a great day Saturday at the Roval, but you know, had a great day until the last four laps of Sunday. So rebound from the last four laps of Sunday. <laughs> Just look, it's been given Cody nightmares. Okay. I'm sorry. I get, I get texts in the middle of the night and he's like cardboard, cardboard. And I don't, I don't even know what to it's tell haunting me in my dreams. Literally cardboard <laughs> is haunting Cody in his dreams. I, I threw every box in the house out yesterday. So <laughs> there's no cardboard left. Uh, I, I can't it. even look at it. Well, the action starts Saturday at 12 o'clock on the East coast, three o'clock on the uh i'm sorry 12 o'clock on the west coast three o'clock on the east coast time zones are messing with me cody 
Rod's had a rough time with time zones today. Not. We're in different time zones, so sometimes coordinating the show gets a little tricky. But uh... uh, I have to remind him. And then it moves on to Sunday at 2.30 Eastern. And figure it out on the West Coast. Who cares? It's it's just whenever my DVR says it is. But uh, exactly. all right. <laughs> Hopefully we enjoy some weekend of racing. We'll have some fun. Cody, please bail me out. Tell them where they can find you on social media. Yep. Find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. All my work will be over there. Uh, follow the show at NASCAR Gambling. Give us a rating and review. Help us out. Uh, keep, keep the bosses happy so they let us keep talking and uh, hopefully entertaining you here. I'm taking a six-week vacation. Just kidding. I, I'm going to take a vacation soon, but not not till the season's over. But in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in my bio to everything I've got going on, be it here, whether it's a sportsbook review, whether it's in between media, uh, all that good stuff going on. Uh, join the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Get in on the conversation. Join our DFS contests. And just uh, overall give Cody a hard time about cardboard. Uh, but, yeah, in the meantime, we got racing to do. We'll come back tomorrow with a DFF, DFS episode. I'll learn how to speak English, and we'll see you tomorrow. Let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs> <laughs>